to get posted to Facebook. All right, we're going to try this again on a dirty Thursday. We're Grand Fork's best source. So here's the deal. It sounds like Facebook is down. That's why we're on a little bit late. But we will post it later to Facebook, but it's on YouTube and Instagram and everything else. But on the show today on this Dirty Thursday, joining the Bullring Boys, Chad Hoff and myself, Aaron Turnbull. It's going to be an awesome show. Can't wait. And uh, we got to appreciate Aaron holding on here. Show brought to you by Thunder Rays Auto Repair. You know, there's a new auto repair shop in Grand Forks, Thunder Rays Auto Repair. And they do it all, general auto repair, oil changes, and maintenance, brakes and suspensions, fuel and ignition diagnostics, engine and tranny work, and Thunder Rays, they absolutely love working on hot rods and muscle cars too. Oh yeah, it's kind of their forte. And you won't drop dead when you get the bill. Call or schedule an appointment online and call them up, 701-757-0287, or go to thunderrays.com or check out Thunder Rays Auto Repair on Facebook too. There's a new auto repair shop in town, Thunder Rays Auto, 2315 North Washington Street in Grand Forks. Thunder Rays Auto. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to call or text us. Our phone number here at the studios, 701-213-0863, 701-213-0863. All right, before we get rolling here, time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here I finally get to say this joke. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. <laughs> How do you get Canadian bacon from curling in your frying pan? How do you get Canadian bacon from curling in your frying pan? All right. Suspense killing me. Let's go. You take away their little brooms. (laughs) Aaron Turnbull, what'd you think of that one? That's pretty good. <laughs> Chad Hoff, did you like that? Yeah, you know, I, I like that. But I, one of the things I like about that more, I think, is the automated laughs that we get. There's more, <laughs> they get more laughter from that than anything. Oh, you wait till I'm working on a new laugh track. Are you? Yeah. Uh, between my neighbor and a friend of mine, they've yeah. got the most hilarious laughs on the planet. And I'm going to mix those two together. I'm just trying to get them recorded without them knowing it. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's going to be awesome. Uh, Aaron Turnbull on the show first time. And, and to be honest with you all out there, um, Aaron, I have never even talked to to you um yeah i've seen you race twice i think uh both times i called the race both times they were 92 lappers and both times you won and we are going to talk about that too in just a couple of minutes but um first want to give a shout out chad uh wild west shootout going on out in arizona some of the grand forks boys and local boys are uh, doing pretty damn good out there they're representing north Dakota very well that's no doubt about that joey berg winning the first night out there I think he had a great time riding the bull. You see how they get to ride yeah, that bull? Yeah, they yeah. shoot six guns and ride the bull. <laughs> I know. Uh, Preston Carr in the 5C, he got a victory out there last night. Uh, and, but there's some controversy there. John, Dustin Strand. Well, he won the first night. Right, Dustin the, did. Yep. And then he won again last night, and there was something he didn't pass tech. Right. Over something minute. Something, a, something that is totally legal up and, here with Wasoda. Correct. But something not quite with the mandated rules that they put together for this week right down in arizona so something didn't quite jive there it was something with a front brake or something but um that sucks for dustin because he's looking really good down there i tell you what it does suck but i think that back the back-to-back champion could be sounding pretty good back down there if he wins again they'll be back-to-back for dustin strand just like yeah. our guest today back-to-back johnny winner yeah and uh let's get over here and uh, talk to aaron turnbull first off aaron hey thanks for spending part of your day with us uh from up in estevan uh what's yeah. the weather like up there right now uh, the weather's terrible right here right now. We had a pretty interesting night with uh, 
75 mile an hour winds and lots of damage and i've seen pictures of roofs blown off buildings and i got signs that are broken and blown over so um yeah it's still pretty windy out not as bad as it was at three this morning but um so yeah just being in the sign business there's not much i can do right now oh boy just waiting waiting it out so 75 mile an hour winds what's that in kilometers Hundred and well, I'm guessing on the seventy five it was up to one fifteen in kilometers wow. here. So Yeah, man. that's screaming. That is bad. Um, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh besides we'll get into the racing thing later. Well, uh like I said, I'm in the sign business. Uh, I've been doing signs of different varieties for about fifteen years now. Uh I originally got into it uh to do race cars and uh it just kind of grew from there and ended up doing all kinds of signs on buildings and and uh, also doing billboards and that sort of thing. So then we ended up uh, transitioning into full-time just billboards. So that's what I do now. And uh, I've got a wife and two kids, a son and a daughter, and um, they're eight and six. And uh, yeah, we live just outside Estevan, Saskatchewan. So you say you've been doing this for 15 years. Uh, looking at you right now, you look like you're about 20 years old. What'd you yeah. start? What'd you start when you were like four? Well, kind of. I uh, yeah, I know I get that a lot, but um, I've been doing the full time sign business for 15 years. So I think I started when I was 18 or 19. But um, I kind of started prior to that part time, just doing the race car stuff in my basement, and then um, ended up making it my full time job. Yeah. Um, when did you? start racing and how did you get Aaron your start in racing did you race anything before cars did you start in motorcycles or snowmobiles or any of that kind of stuff and tell us about the journey of Aaron Turnbull's racing career never really officially raced anything prior to when I started racing full-size cars when I was 14 so I started in the hobby stocks um, raced those for basically like a year and a half as soon as I turned 16 I um, moved into the IMCA Modifieds, um, pretty much had a, a modified until about three years ago, I guess, and kind of transitioned into the late models. So, um, yeah, before I, before I got into cars, you know, we, we live out on an acreage, so I would uh, spend a lot of time out in the field on either a four-wheeler or a snowmobile and ripping around and, and uh, yeah, ended up... Uh, starting in hobby stocks right that was the minimum age is 14 so yeah uh, let me guess you drive a skidoo snowmobile i'm guessing uh we were always into polaris oh uh, actually, that's my, too bad my dad was a polaris dealer for oh. quite a few years so um yeah easy. it's just yeah. I, i'm from thief river falls minnesota so you know i prefer the ditch pickle brand i like the arctic cats yeah. but uh, they're nice um you, you know we've i won't like i mentioned this at the top of the show um i've never really i don't think talked to you face to face i've called a few yep. of your races but um first time i even knew who you were was a couple of years back uh the john sites memorial you won it yep uh which is a very very hard thing to do you got all the top drivers in the midwest that come here so then last year uh, you sneak in and, and and jump into the Johnny again. Yeah, sneak in for sure. When I yeah. saw that 21 car come on the racetrack, I was like, what the hell? He made it. 
Like I was, I'm a, you know, if you ever, when you look at racing in general, I, and Aaron and I, I know Aaron quite a, from his IMCA days when I used to announce back in Minot. I know his dad, Tyson. Um, and it's, uh, it's, you never want to have favorites, mm-hmm. you know? It's pretty damn hard for me not to have him as a favorite when he came in. So I was like, like kid, like, holy shit, he made it. He's <laughs> yeah. here. Hey, this is going to be a good show now. So, yeah, Aaron, how, how'd that feel, man, when you got down and you're able to get into the Johnny as you see that beautiful 21, black 21 car behind me there on YouTube? And sorry about the Facebook thing. Uh, but when you got here last year, what was your goal in mind? Like, because you know you hadn't raced as much as you, you should have or wanted to because of COVID. So, where were you at? on your mindset coming down here for the Johnny last year? Uh, last year I, I was there to win for sure. Um, I, I, you know, knew that nobody had ever won it back to back and that was the biggest reason, you know, it, I would be just in agony if I was sitting at home watching it and I can't be there to defend it. So I, uh, I pretty much, uh, exhausted every avenue of, of how I could get across the border. And I didn't know if it was even going to work until I was actually on the U.S. side. So that was kind of why nobody heard I was coming. A um, few people found out that I was on the U.S. side and on my way, but that was only a few hours before I got there. So, so, so I, okay, I want to ask you this. Did you get across the border legally? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and how did, did you? Um, well, it was a commercial trip. So okay. I, uh, I had some stuff for my business that I needed to pick up on the U S side of the border. And, um, I, uh, just happened to sneak a race car in along with your, uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I kind of knew if I do personal stuff on a commercial trip, then they're going to make me quarantine. So I was just honest about it once I got to the border and told them, I know what's up and I'm not trying to hide nothing from you. And we, uh, I, you know, paid the tax on my commercial stuff I was bringing back and came straight home and stayed here for two weeks. And that was that. Well, it looks like you're pretty, you're pretty self-quarantining yourself just in your, in your shop there making signs. Wouldn't that be okay? Or did you stay home for sure? Yeah, no, I, uh, I could still walk over to the shop and, and, uh, come to work and work on the car and keep up with business and just, uh, couldn't leave the property legally. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. You know, I'm guessing a uh, 14-day quarantine with that ginormous check <laughs> hanging in the shop probably made those two weeks go a little bit easier, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it went by quick. It, uh, I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind doing it once a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be worth it then. Um, yeah. You know, you, how many times did you get to even run last year before you came down here for the John Sites? Just, uh, we had a double header in Estevan for late models. Um, I ran my dad's modified a couple times too, and then just made one trip over to Winnipeg, um, which is, I, I love to go more, but it's five hours for me. So it's tough to get, especially when they run on Thursdays. So, um, yeah, basically three nights in the late model and a couple in the modified and, um, got a few things ironed out on the car and, um, yeah, I made her down to Crown Forks. That's awesome. Hey, I think we might have a phone call here. Hi, we're GFBS. Are you there? Oh, no. 
Oh, no. She oh, no, they up. hung up. <laughs> oh, no, they say they hung up. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Aaron, that you uh, did a little bit of seat time in your, one of your dad's cars. Uh, you kind of come from a racing family. I know your dad, Ed, and uh, brother Tyson, uh, they're both pretty heavily involved in racing, too. Is that right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, my dad's raced for over 30 years, I think, and um, mostly modifieds, uh, I guess, the last 20 or whatever. Uh, my brother's uh, started in mini sprints, and uh, he transitioned into modifieds, and now kind of more late models, I guess. He actually just got a new late model, so he's hoping the border will open. But yeah, um, so so yeah. you were you were a kid that was uh, hanging around at the racetrack probably since you were born. Then yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, we would. Uh, I guess when I was that young i we didn't even have a track in estevan so it was every sunday going down to minot to watch my dad from the grandstands usually until i was old enough to go in the pits i think at that time you had to be 14 or something to mm-hmm. go in the pits so yeah it's uh it's always been in my blood i guess you know it's not a bad thing to have in your blood definitely not and especially that family goes pretty but ed turnbull is a a, a nodak speedway hall of famer mm-hmm. uh awesome guy great class act always fun to watch him race in the 10a car eh 10a mm-hmm. um but 10A. I, <laughs> yeah that's that's his car number it's i bet do you see the turnbull that, that that family there i just got so much respect for these guys um, to do what they do and, and, and push the way they do. It was definitely, you could definitely tell last year, and it was pretty rough not having everybody there, but you still had some help. Shane Eddington helped you out quite a bit, but talk about that last year coming down and only not, you know, winning it, but you're, like I talked to you after the race, you wish your family was there too. Sorry, say that again. I said, I said uh, like last year, or you were talking about, I talked to you after the, after the giant last year, we're all like, pretty excited. And the one thing you said to me is like, this is awesome, but I wish my family was here. Talk about that feeling last year after you're in the pits there trying to get your car taken care of. Yeah, it's uh, the, the year before having them there and just experiencing victory lane with them and, um, you know, kind of having a, a pretty good cheering section for me once I got to victory lane was just a whole different experience than kind of showing up and um i was kind of there by myself and and shane was helping me and he was there and that was good but you know the whole time just wanted to get home and see those guys and i i wish they would have had a camera in the house where they were watching the race because i would have liked to seen their reaction (laughs) during and after that would have been pretty interesting well you know at least it's cool now that uh, you can stream at most of these racetracks now and uh, especially a race like the john sites now what did what did you think, Aaron, coming into the sites? Because you hadn't hardly run all year. Uh, did you have a, a lot of? I mean, you were focused on. You said you wanted to win this thing. Did you? Did you have a? I mean, were you ready? Did you really think you had a good shot at it after not hardly getting in any laps all year? I was fine with the amount of laps I had. I wasn't worried about that. Um, I I basically just kind of went into it with an open mind and. Um, you know, kind of don't get too concerned about the Thursday night show, which is kind of the same as the year before, just kind of a little bit of a shakedown. And um, the Thursday show went incredibly well, um, other than just the one time I got, uh, there's a lap car that spun out in front of me and it broke my left rear shock. So um, if it wasn't for that, I, I might have been able to keep up with uh, Shill a little better, but um moving i think i started eighth or ninth or tenth or something like that and to move up to second i was 
ecstatic with that. So after that happened, I was pretty confident in just the way the car was working because changed just a couple little tweaks on it from the year before, and I wasn't sure how it would respond to Grand Forks just um, since I hadn't been there all year to try it out. So it was a little bit of a guessing game, I guess, but um, turned out well. So after the Thursday night, I was pretty pumped up and um, I still, I mean, I would have been more than happy with a top three, top five. And I'm sorry if that sounds cocky, but uh, <laughs> that's what you got to be thinking though. Yeah. It's yeah. I try to make my goals up high and, and uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm there for. I'm not there to, you know, get a top 10. So did it right. take you a little bit of time to adjust? They did uh, tweak the track here, River City Speedway, just yep. a little bit, uh, yep. turn four especially. But um, did that did that surprise you, or was that not a problem? No, that wasn't too much of a problem. I, I If you wouldn't have told me that, I wouldn't have even known it. But mm-hmm. um, it was just uh, the only differences I noticed was it was slightly drier than the year, year before, and there was a couple little minor character spots coming off turn four in 2019, which – probably helped me if anything so um it was a little smoother and um not as much moisture on the bottom this year so i kind of you know at the start of the race in 2020 tried to run the same lines that i had run the year before and it just really wasn't quite working as well so had to search around a little bit but uh in the end it turned out pretty similar you know, when we uh, go back in time to that, that feature, uh, 92 laps is a long yeah. time. Uh, that's a long time that's... for an announcer, let alone a guy <laughs> driving. But um, what part of that race, Aaron, did you think, you know what, I've got a really good chance at this? Well, probably about halfway, I guess. Um, we had a, after the fuel stop, you know, I'd seen... Uh, the 42 car blasting the cushions, so I didn't really expect him to be around at the end. Um, after that, so after I got by him, I got into second, and then we had a couple yellows, and I could kind of work on AJ a little bit and search around and see what uh, what was going to work as good. And found that cushion coming off the corner and gave me a good launch down the straightaway. So I kind of thought, well, this is my opportunity. Let's try and you know see what happens here. And got ahead of AJ and. It was probably a little earlier than I would have liked to take the lead, but you got to take your shots when you get them. And um, yeah, I guess after that, it was you, sometimes you hate to be the leader because you're a bit of a sitting duck. And um, I had to lead for what I thought was quite a long time. So it's, uh, I probably should have searched around a bit more, but it was good. It kind of ended when it did. <laughs> So did you end up driving yeah. back that night after the uh, the site's final night, or did you uh, kind of hang around in the pits for a while and, and, and uh, maybe have a couple of beverages? I hung around for a bit. I didn't drink any, but I kind of planned on driving back and um, kind of got maybe a quarter of the way, and I'm not, I'm not a night owl or anything. Mm-hmm, I, right. I, was, I was done, so I, I had to pull over and have a few-hour nap and carried on kind of when the sun came back up. 
Not a great way to party. Not a great way to celebrate <laughs> a huge a, win like that. What an awesome way to celebrate winning back-to-back at the Johnny as we're going to yeah. sleep on the side of the road. No, Aaron, I, I thought, all respect to you, man. I think what you did last year was amazing. It's an awesome feat, and this can be talked about for years. Uh, fans, if you're out there, he sells his merchandise. Check that out. He's got awesome shirts. I got one. Uh, shirts, sweatshirts. I mean, he's got the back-to-back thing with that awesome 21 car that's right behind me on the screen. Uh, what a great sense of feeling, a great accomplishment. What are your plans when you look at 2021? Uh, we, we, you know, it's kind of interesting to know, especially for us, if that border opens up. And I also know in the back of your mind, you also have a racetrack that you run your own. So talk about what your plans are for 2021, my friend. Well, um, yeah, we're kind of waiting out that border thing. I, I don't know. It's, I would have thought it, we'd be you know, on the other side of this by now, but it, it just seems to keep going on and um, definitely hoping it opens sometime this summer, but your guess is kind of as good as mine. Um, it, uh, as far as the Estevan Motor Speedway, we're kind of, our government here has got some pretty tight restrictions on outdoor gatherings and stuff. So we're, we're basically hoping that that loosens up a little bit. Last year, we were restricted to 150 people on our grandstand. So, oh, Jesus. It, it was difficult, but we made it work, and uh, it ended up not, not too bad of a season. At least we could still race, and we're hoping for at least that. Um, if, the, if we can't have any grandstands at all, it makes it just about impossible to race. You know, based on just pay-per-view, it's, it doesn't hardly cover the expenses. So um, we're just... I guess uh, hoping between vaccines and whatever else that uh, things kind of loosen up a little bit before our first scheduled race is May 22nd, I think. So hopefully by then we'll be on somewhat the other side of this and get it behind us. Well, you know, Aaron, uh, you are in a list of, we've been doing all Canadian shows lately. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mooney, we had um, Thomas Kennedy. Uh, now Aaron Turnbull, and I'm going to ask you the same question, and then we're going to take a quick break, but I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, yay or nay? Nay. That's, well, it's pretty that's much... all uh, he needs to say. <laughs> yeah. That's all he that's needs to say. That's pretty much what everybody's saying. I'm going to interrupt you really quick here, too, so I just want to thank everybody that's watching us on YouTube right now. Yeah, uh, we thanks, do have quite guys. A, quite a few people that found us, um, so if you have any friends or anybody that you know, um, I know I shared it on our page. I think Heather shared it on hers. But, yep. Yeah, Heather McDonald. Um, for anybody that does miss, you know, miss it, we will be posting it up um, on the, yep. other, the other platforms later, including Facebook. Probably won't be live, but we'll, yep. I'll try to figure out how to at least get it downloaded. That's awesome. Yeah, so again, uh, check out some of the other avenues out there. Uh, oh, Facebook just, is down. And I just realized, just saw myself in the camera here. I just want to point out my awesome shirt. Yeah. Eagle Fang Karate. Look Eagle at that. Eagle Fang Karate. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick little break here. Stay tuned, though. Aaron Turnbull is on a Dirty Thursday. Uh, you know, if you need an oil change, like right now, like maybe even yesterday, uh, you need to go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change right here in Grand Forks. There's basically no wait time. I pulled up. They let me in. I was in and out of there in about 20 minutes. They'll change your oil while you sit in your vehicle or while you do your shopping. Uh, they're going to check more than just your oil. They're going to do the fluids, cabin air filter, blades, wiper blades, head and taillights, batteries, tires. They do tranny and coolant flushes. And what I love about Valvoline Instant Oil Change, you don't need an appointment. You just show up. It's timely service that won't slow you down while you sit in your vehicle. And make sure you mention Grand Fork's best source. They'll give you an additional $7 savings on your oil change. 
And if you can't leave work and you live in Grand Forks, they'll come and pick your vehicle up. How's that for service? They're locally owned and operated, and they're open seven days a week. And, yes, they are fast. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 3325 South 38th Street, or call 701-780-8462. And make sure to tell them uh, that Grand Forks Best Source sent you. We are back with Aaron Turnbull on a Dirty Thursday. Uh, back-to-back winner of the John Seitz Memorial Race, uh, one of the biggest races of the year. Oh, very much so. Uh, especially for the late model guys. Now, Aaron, in, in order to win, especially back-to-back, it's like all the stars got to be aligned, and I know there's a little bit of luck and a lot of skill and setup and all of that stuff, but how tough is it to come up here and or down here and win that thing? Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's got to be a little bit of luck involved, and uh, certain things got to fall your way, and um, you definitely got to have a well-balanced race car, but um, the... The way I drew for my heat race didn't hurt. I was kind of mid-pack, which is what I would like to be personally. And uh, you can kind of get some good points if you can get up to the front. So that worked to my advantage and got me in the pole dash. And I think that was a total redraw. So I redrew front row for that, I think. And um, it was, you know, we had that rain delay, so it was pretty hammered down. But um I would have been happy to just be in the pole dash at all. So that means you're at least in the front four or five rows or mm-hmm, whatever. Right. In a 92 lap race, that's that's good enough to me. But um, yeah, you got to stay out of trouble um, in the in the big race. Like uh, I came the one year, I, 2016 or 17, I was there and I was running good. I think I was up to sixth or something and and uh, got together with a guy and and just kind of made my fender rub my tire, got a flat tire with like eight laps to go and didn't really have much time to get back up there after that. So, you know, you got to have, you got to have a little bit of luck there too. You know, when you come down to the U.S. and race, Aaron, are there races that you put on your calendar that are must races for you? Um, I don't know how often you get down to the States to race, but uh, what are the ones, the big ones that you always try to make? Uh, I guess as many NLRA races as I can get to, um, depending on how work is and my schedule and stuff. Um, we have a little bit of a Western North Dakota series over here. That's, uh, usually Estevan, Williston, Minot, Dickinson type of things. Mm-hmm. So those pay really well. And I try to make all those and support that as well. Um, other than that, you know, I, usually we have one late model show in Estevan, obviously. And, um, I enjoy Winnipeg. Uh, I try to get there when I can. And if I, if I can kind of make a swing out of it and go to Winnipeg on Thursday, Grand Forks Friday, Devils Lake Saturday, that's, that's always fun too. But, um, I'm kind of, I don't intend to race 20 to 40 times a year. I pretty much plan on 10 to 15 and, and just kind of um, not make it a full-time job and not get too stressed out about it. You know, when you look at, like, just talking about your, your, your aspects, your, your, what you respect that you have in the sport, when you go to the Can-Am shootout, you know, you're racing there, and that's the Williston, Minot, Mustavin, the Dickinson area, uh, you yep. go there. And uh, when I was announcing there, just like when we brought sprint cars into Minot, we would be sitting there, and all of a sudden you see, 
you know, Greg, Greg Nicotanko is always there. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a local guy, awesome yep. race car driver. And then you watch, you know, the 9N pull in the drive. Like, holy cow, now we're getting cars. Yep. So now when you're a late model guy and you're running a late model special, and when you see Aaron Turnbull pull in, now you got guys. Now we're in business. So, like, when last year when I saw him in the pits on the Johnny, I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have a race. When it comes to you, Aaron, and now you're featured every time we talk about it, it's top, you're like top five, top four best drivers in our NLRA plus the state. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? And, and what, do you, what do you aspect on to keep on going that way? Um, yeah, as far as the, the John Sites, um, that's about as good as it gets, you know, with all that. I wish Shane would have been there because, man, he was strong this year and mm-hmm, he would have right. been right up there with us too. And, um, you know, between Dustin Strand and all the traveling guys like AJ and, and Don Shaw and those guys, it's, uh, that's, uh, very enjoyable to me to race against guys like that. I, I love those big races when you get all that, uh, really stiff competition. You ever run, uh, against the world of outlaw late models, Aaron? Just, uh, like one time, I think, uh, it was last year here. Yeah. 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 It, uh, I was having motor issues, but it still went pretty good. Um, I think I ended up eighth in the end. I, I was up to about fifth at one point, but um, just my carburetor was all clogged up for some reason, and it just would just about totally kill the motor in the center of the corner. And I was trying to run the bottom, and it was the car was just working awesome, but I'd keep uh, killing the motor. And um, I, I think I would have been a top three or four car if it wasn't for that. It was. It was just uh, really slowing me down. Well, then that leads me to my next question. <laughs> I know where you're why going. Why don't you come up here and run with the Outlaws this year, if you can get across the border? Oh, I'd be looking forward to it. Yeah, if the if the border opens, definitely. Um, that's that'd be one. I should have mentioned that before, but yeah, um, if we could get down there for that and Fargo and. Um, I think it's eight of the no, not eight of Fergus the next day. I mm-hmm. think um, that'd be pretty. Awesome. I'd definitely be looking forward to that if, if the border was open. You know, That's if you could awesome. race uh, your late model against any drivers out there, is there one that you would like to beat more than anybody else? I mean, not counting, you know, winning the race. Yeah. But is there a driver out there that has got a target on his back for Aaron Turnbull? Is there somebody out there you've always wanted to beat? <laughs> I don't know. Uh or did you beat him already? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Donnie Schatz is pretty pretty interesting to race against, and that's uh, pretty cool when he's in the pit area. Um, I raced against him a few times between either in Minot or in Grand Forks, and uh, he's, he's uh, getting pretty strong in that late model. Yeah, and, and I think it's actually made him a better sprint car driver, too, yeah. uh, switching back and forth from the late models. I know he's down in the Wild West shootout right now running is, the late yeah. models. So, yeah. uh, Aaron, do you have a biggest win in your racing career? Oh, that's that's an easy question. Yeah, it's definitely the the, the John Sites. Um, I don't know if I – they asked me about this uh, in the victory lane uh, this year or last year, and – um, I don't know if I could put one ahead of the other. It's uh, 19 was special because the whole family was there and we could experience it together. And 20 was special because now 
I'm the first guy to go back to back. So I don't know if I could put one ahead of the other, but um, between those and, and winning the uh, Dakota Classic Modified Tour, those are right up there at the top of my list. So did you ever figure that uh, maybe like this year's John Sites? did you ever uh, figure that Aaron Turnbull would be the guy that's got the target on his back for everybody? Because uh, let's face it, your name is going to be mentioned a lot coming up at the end of this summer. Well, this whole season. Yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. I, uh, I mean, even in 19, you know, I was definitely shooting for a top five and I would have been, that would have felt like a win to me. And, uh, to win it and now win it again, just, it just blows my mind. And, uh, you know, I don't really try to get too cocky about things and, um, you know, expect to win, but definitely, uh, that's the plan is, is, uh, don't leave anything on the table and hopefully it works out. You know, um, do you have somebody that like, you idolized as a race car driver or somebody you wanted to emulate somebody you wanted to be just like who did you look up to uh, earlier in your racing career i guess i'd say my dad mm-hmm. um you know all those sunday nights in minot watching him race and you know the the big boys had come in for either the rough rider or or motor mania and uh and he'd kick their butt many times <laughs> yeah and, and then uh, he he was able to win the Dakota Classic Modified Tour. So um, I think we were the first father son to win win that. So that was um, definitely you know bucket list for me. Yeah, that's that's uh, that is true. You are the the father son duo that's only won that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our fans tuning in, the it's, IMCA runs a huge Dakota Modified Tour. If you know about dirt racing at all. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it runs in Jamestown, Minot, Estevan, but that didn't go this year, unfortunately. Uh, Williston and Dickinson, and ends in Mandan. Uh, drivers from all around the United States come to this thing, mm-hmm. and it's a stock car and mod type of deal. And IMC Modifieds when Aaron won it, uh, it was that was a stacked stacked program, and to have him and his dad both win that, you're talking, you're not talking eighty cars, Aaron. You're talking 120, 150 at times, not. Yeah, I I think they averaged around 90 the year that I won it, roughly, something like that. But um, just the qualities there, like, you know, national champions from all over the country. And, right. And even our, you know, our local North Dakota guys are as strong as anybody. So when you can get all them together and and be able to race against all those guys all at once, that's just, uh, that's the best. Wasn't that, uh, that swing wasn't that on dirt kings wasn't that what that tv show was about yeah dirt nights dirt nights yeah that's so what it was jason walla is a 27w down in uh, i think he's from ray north dakota mm-hmm. uh he was in that and jason walla won national champion points uh, a couple years back um and he's like one of the big guys that, that aaron's talking about ricky thornton jr yep he comes out for that uh, there's some other big top names that come for that Dakota Mod Tour, uh, broadcasted every year on IMCA TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barry Braun gets involved in that. Also, it just I think when you look at top wins, the Johnny's awesome, uh, but to win that many against that, you know, people that Aaron's raced in his career are all top name people mm-hmm. you hear about right now. So when you when he when he wins the Johnny, that's you got AJ Demo, Brad Singh, mm-hmm. Dustin Strand. I mean, you got all these guys, yeah. Don Shaw. Pat Door, Pat Door. I mean, you had so it's just amazing the quality racer he is. 
Uh, that's why it's just exciting to watch them. Yeah, and not to mention the Joey Petersons, yeah. the Sangs, and the, there. I mean, there's our local a ton drivers. Of great, yeah, Tom Kirkran. I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. got all of our local drivers that race here year in year out, and then you got the kid that comes in here and and races one yeah. time a year yeah. last year and just pulls the doors off of Marin. So I just that's kudos to you, man. What an awesome show. Yeah, it, uh, it it helps to have a good car for sure, and uh, you know, I the first year I came down, I think I was. I, w- I felt like I had a top five car and, and after that, you know, my appetite was pretty wet and um, I, I didn't think I'd, you know, pull off a win that early in my late model career because I was basically, that was only my first or second year in a late model and I would have expected to need a lot more experience, not only in a late model, but in Grand Forks and um, different setup things with, with late models versus modified. So I, uh, I definitely wasn't... Uh, I, I, you know, I thought I would be capable of it, but um, just to happen that that early in my late model career was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, Aaron, uh, with your track record and and how do you how good you do when you get in the car? Do you ever get pressured by anybody to maybe get out there and race a little more, or is it, it, the way it sounds? That's something that it, you don't want to be a full time race car driver. I'm guessing, but um, do you get pressured from the fans, sponsors, family, people? to get out there more? I don't know. Um, not really. I mean, I, I wish, uh, I guess Estevan is, is tough not racing here full time. Cause I know I have a lot of fans right in town, but, um, now not having a modified, I don't, uh, I don't race every week here, but, um, I mean, I, I always try to hit, you know, the, the Williston, Minot, those, late model shows and support our local tracks. And, um, I, I'd love to be in Grand Forks every week. I, I love the racetrack and, um, it's just fun, little bull ring. And, um, I wouldn't be a huge fan of, you know, huge half miles, but I like the small tracks for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot more racier. I think it's a lot more better for the fans anyway. Now, yeah. Aaron, we asked you about your, your biggest win or your, your best night. Uh, do you have a worst night that comes to mind? One of those nights you wish you could forget? Uh, Haven't wadded up any cars or <laughs> wadded up Aaron Turnbull? Knock on wood, not too bad. Um, I, I've haven't rolled I've, I've been close to it but uh i don't know um yeah I, i've had a couple nights i guess in estevan when i was this was probably close to 10 maybe not 10 eight years ago or something but you know be leading the points going into the last night of the of the year and get taken out over something stupid and and basically my own temper got the best of me and, and I wish I could take that back and keep a cooler head and I probably would have pulled it off. But, um, yeah, there's one of those nights, I guess probably would be the one just, you know, kicking myself that I, that I let my temper get the best of me. And mm-hmm. I've gotten a little better at that as I've grown older, but, um, yeah, I, that was probably the one. All right, well, we yes. are getting people texting us in. and From um, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, Mark says, we'd like to see you come for the Outlaw Show. Um, yeah, you got several people just in this area here, Aaron, uh, that are huge fans of yours, not including myself. 
uh, that uh, loved seeing you last year, and like they perked up last year, just like I did when uh, when they saw a twenty one car all for hot laps or uh, for, for uh, the Johnny last year. So that'd be pretty cool. I definitely, yeah. I definitely think that's probably one on your on your show list. If we can open the border up, hopefully Trudeau get off your ass. Yeah, um, yeah and absolutely. then uh, and then get down here for a World of Outlaws show. I think you wouldn't want to miss that, would you? Yeah, absolutely. If if the border was open to any degree, I'm sure they're gonna kind of open it slowly when they do. I'm guessing, but yeah, if I could be there, I'd definitely be there for the Outlaw show. That's a fun deal. Well, you know, if they go by priorities. Um, the first people to come across the border should be Canadian race car drivers. Yeah. <laughs> and the second people should be Canadian race car fans. fans. Yep. Uh, and then things would be back the way they should be. Uh, Aaron, you mentioned uh, maybe you're, you're <clears throat> well, you get mad at yourself once in a while. Um, you get a little angry. Uh, have you ever had it out with a driver, any other driver after a race? And is there anybody you will not park your hauler next to you don't have to say names yes or no would be fine or if you got a funny little story about it that'd be good too yeah there's there's one guy i guess uh, back to that story i was telling a couple minutes ago and and uh we've never got along and that's fine we don't see eye to eye but yeah i wouldn't park beside him he probably knows who he is yeah, yeah we don't is we don't con- to- is it corcoran <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i don't think it's corcoran uh, I, I just had to plug him because yeah. he, he also he, shared to let people know we were on YouTube, yeah so. tommy thanks good, buddy good, good thing good to see you tom that's pretty cool, Aaron. You know, when you look at your history with your, you and your dad and your brother, and now you have a little one, what's your aspirations for him? Is he excited about racing? I know you have a slingshot for him. How is that turning out to be for you? Yeah, he raced last year in it, uh, so I think we got eight or nine races in an Estevan, and I was pretty impressed how he caught on, you know, for a seven-year-old at the time, and now he'll be eight, and... Um, We'll be. I'd like. Hopefully, again, the border can open and we can bring that thing south of the border and get him on some different tracks too. But yeah, um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun watching him race that little slingshot. Yeah, that's just pretty neat. I watched. Uh, Darn TV was up there with you guys and Estevan uh, and broadcast some stuff for you. I know uh, and watch him on there. That's a pretty cool legacy thing to fill out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of John's questions probably coming up is what, what's going to happen with that. Your legacy, what do you want to remember that as you, and I'm stealing a question from John, so yep. I feel like an ass, but you're taking my last question. Yeah. So it, when you leave the world of racing, when you say that's it, I'm enough's enough. What, what do you want people to remember Aaron Turnbull for? Um, and the legacy you are going to leave behind. I guess, uh, hopefully I was, a. Uh a good hard racer that kept it clean and, and, uh, raced with respect. And, um, that'd be the biggest thing, I guess. Um, I, uh, I just want to see, you know, all the tracks be successful and racing to continue to grow. There you go. I know one thing, uh, also race fans that are out there, Aaron does run another racetrack, a local racetrack. I'm just going to plug it out there for S7 motor, motor speedway. If the border opens back up, I know that place is going to run good and strong. We just don't want to see another local mm. dirt track go down. No. I, that's the biggest thing. Absolutely not. And I think that's what we want to look at forward towards the future is if we hopefully get this COVID thing behind us, get these racetracks open again for these guys that just love the sport of racing. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to our Manitoba guys because being that uh, they couldn't race in the States either, we got a lot of support in Estevan from the Manitoba guys coming over and even though their cars are set up for Wasota and we run IMCA and Estevan here, a lot of them switched them over and 
and uh, came over and raced with us. So that was actually kind of a silver lining to the whole border being closed thing. As far as Estevan Motor Speedway goes, is um, it was it was a lot of fun, you know, hanging out with those guys, which we wouldn't normally get to do. Right. Uh, I got a text from John. Great guy. Can't imagine being able to go back to back with that kind of event. The hype, the nerves, just as a fire rescue, to me, is huge. Can't imagine as a driver to win it. The skill, the strategy. Uh, you're great for the sport. Can't wait for the border. Miss our Canadian drivers. Um, Aaron Turnbull, who helps you out on this whole gig? Uh, you want to name off some sponsors? I don't know what you've got in line for this year, but, um, you know, maybe some people didn't get to see the John Sites. Uh, who was on your car? Well, um, my main pit guy is Chris Spence. Um, my dad helps me a lot. You know, we, we had to do uh, some last-minute head gasket changes on my motor before I went to Grand Forks this year, and um, we, had to, we had no time to take the motor out and, and get it over to Dave Miller, so we had to do that ourselves. And um, So that was pretty huge. And uh, sponsor-wise, uh, my main sponsors are uh, Sun Tubular Testing, Mac Auction Company, uh, quick rescue roof um, and like I said Miller auto racing engines um, he's done a heck of a job for me I've had uh, a Miller engine in my late model ever since I've had a late model so I'm uh, I've been pretty happy with that um, so the Mars the Mars boys helped me out uh, between Chris and Jimmy and AJ and um, they they always you know got an answer for me if I'm struggling with something so. mm-hmm now, the trophy case between uh, you, your brother Tyson, your dad Ed has got to be fairly large. Do you guys share one or do you finally have to split it up and say, no, these are mine? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're kind of a little split up now. Uh, we're, we're all in different shops now. and uh, But it, at one point, yeah, we were all, when we were, me and my brother were younger, we were all in the same shop and um, kind of kind of would line them all up on the top shelf and and uh, have them all there together. I think if you lined them up now, the John Seitz trophy would probably be the biggest one, not? I'm guessing that would yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, now, let's fast forward uh, to the John Seitz 2021. Now, if things work out, I'm, I'm for sure that you'll probably be here. Um, when do you usually get here? Do you get here that Thursday afternoon or thir- towards evening or Wednesday night? Because... Um, uh, to make a long story short, I want you back on the show live in the studio when you come up here for the sites. Think we can make that happen? Yeah, yeah, we can make that happen. I usually I sh- try to show up um, midday on Thursday, but um, if I if I had a reason to be there earlier, I could be there earlier. For cool. sure. We'll uh, be in touch, buddy. If if I had a reason, <laughs> that's a reason, man. Yeah, we'll be in touch for sure. Uh, Aaron Turnbull, thanks so much for spending part of your day with us and uh, keep things uh, buttoned down up there. I know it's a little breezy and it's heading this way here in Grand Forks right now, too. Um, We wish you the best of the winter. Uh, Your family and all of you stay healthy. uh, And we can't wait to see you in 2021. Can't wait, buddy. Respect nothing but for you, man. And I appreciate you coming on for us and doing this for us. It means a lot. Appreciate it. Same to you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, there you go. Uh, wow, what a great talk. Um, first time I've ever talked with Aaron Turnbull. And uh, there you go, back-to-back John Seitz winner. Uh, you can't get much better than that, can you? No, that's a beautiful way to end this week on a dirty Thursday. All right, well, special thanks are going out to the Bubble Laundry Company. You know, if you're sick and tired of doing laundry every day, washer and dryer maybe a little bit too small for those big loads. Well, Bubble Laundry Company can do it for you. They got drop-off laundry <laughs> service. 
where they neatly fold and bag your clothing for you for just a buck and a quarter a pound for clothing. Bubble also has 61 high-speed machines for self-service. They do commercial laundry, too. Man, that newly remodeled store, it is awesome. Three TVs, free fast Wi-Fi, ATM, soda snack machines. They even got an old-school arcade game in there. How about that? Time to spend a little time doing laundry. Stop in for self-service from 5.30 a.m. to midnight, seven days a week, and drop-off service Monday through Thursday from 9 to 9, and Friday and Sunday from noon uh, from 9 to 8, Friday through Sunday. You can do it yourself or have it done for you. The Bubble Laundry Company, 1401 12th Avenue South, right behind the strip mall of the Lighting Gallery in Mexican Village. Call 701-800-3084 to find out more. Hey, don't forget, tune in to Politically Miscorrect tonight on GFBS at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, we're going to do a little year-in-review show. And then, of course, our big open house and ribbon-cutting. That's at about 4 o'clock tomorrow. We've got live music from the Heat Seekers. Afterwards, we're all going to head over to Rumor Sports Bar and Casino for some Sloppy Joes and some beverages. It's all going on tomorrow. Hey, everybody, make sure you like, share, and tag us. We're Grand Fork's best source, giving Grand Fork's an identity again.